Welcome to Inside the Markets with John McLeod. Each program, we will bring you insights from top leaders in business, real estate, politics, and more, with the hope that experiences will provide you with the knowledge and understanding to help make your path to success a smooth one. All right. Welcome to another edition of Inside Leadership. Today, we have Howard Weinstein, who is the operating principal of four market centers here in Florida. Howard, thanks so much for spending your time today. What market centers are you operating principal at? Uh, actually, uh, Northwest Tampa in the North Tampa area in Carrollwood, um, Clearwater, which the market center is actually located in Palm Harbor, North Pinellas County. Um, Bel Air, which is more towards the beaches, the west side of Pinellas County, and then uh, Cocoa Beach on the east coast, the space coast. So geographically, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so three of them, um, I have been the general manager for for a long time. Uh, worked with Nikki, work and still do work with Nikki Ubaldini. Um, so I've been involved in those market centers since uh, 2012, beginning of 2012 and of 2011. So um, that was kind of a natural progression at that point in time to move into the OP role. And then um, the Cocoa Beach office, we just opened uh, two years ago. It will, it'll, it's it's been there long already, huh? Yeah, we opened wow. it and then two months later, COVID happened. <laughs> um, so it slowed it down a little bit. Uh, but not too bad. There's probably about 75 agents in that office now, and uh, it's it's making some making some headway. So yeah, that's when that office came came about. Excellent, excellent. So Howard, how did you choose real estate for a career? Um, my mom, honestly, uh, <clears throat> my father was a musician in the Naval Academy band, and the drummer for his band was a guy named Joe Maneri, who actually is still a real estate agent up in Annapolis, Maryland. Actually, I just sent him a note the other day. And um, so he was opening a real estate company as they were retiring from the military groups and whatnot. And um, he uh, went to my mom and recruited her into business. So when I was a young lad, I used to go with her to the office constantly, every single day to watch and do and learn and play on the computers and do all this different stuff in the office there. And then um, I fell in love with the industry, believe it or not, doing that. I went, to her, I went with her to open houses. I was lead generating, like by the time I was like 13, 14 years old, calling for sale by owners. <laughs> I was like an ISA in the early days. Oh, that's um, awesome. So I went to college to be a edu an educator, and I became an educator, and I was one for about 10 years, but always had a yearning to go back into that real estate world. So I uh, made the jump into real estate in December of 1994 as a salesperson at that point in time. But again, it was because of the influence I had from my mom being in the industry. Well, you, you're from Maryland. How'd you end up in Florida? My dad retired from the Naval <laughs> from the Navy band. Um, but when you retire from the military, you're young. You know, he was like 42, yeah. maybe, I think, if, if that. Um, and so he still had a whole career, another career in him. So he went to work for Disney in Orlando as a musician. So we moved to Orlando while I was still in high school. Uh, so I finished my last three years of high school in uh, Florida, and then went to college at UCF in Orlando. Excellent. Excellent. So Howard, what's one of the best investments you've ever made, whether it was time, money, human capital, whatever, what, what, what can you attribute your, what your best investment to? Um, well, I mean, I, that's kind of a twofold type thing. I mean, I'm going to put it 
in my investments in Keller Williams market centers because the company is so solid and it's such an innovative trending company. So um, I would say that. And then in addition to that, um, we've opened ancillary services around that. So, you know, title companies, we're about to do mortgage, that type of thing. So um, it's a natural progression. It's an organic progression. We're already in the business. We're just expanding from the business. And, you know, like, you know, like Gary Keller talks about all the time, like, you know, the, uh, the consumer looks to us for, you know, the, the real estate sale, but they also look to us for recommendation and whatnot in other areas. And we follow all the rules and we give multiple choices and everything, but it's worked out really well to be able to have that kind of um, option under one roof. And even before I was at Keller Williams, I worked for a gentleman named Rich Cope. Rich owned uh, Prudential Florida Realty, which was the largest uh, real estate company. This is even before Keller Williams was open back in the 90s and early 2000s. And uh, we were doing in-house stuff at that time. I, you know, I didn't know, but I was either selling houses or just leading my one office. Mm-hmm. But we had in-house mortgage, in-house title, in-house insurance, all that stuff even back then. And it was, it, I kind of learned the ropes of how to function with that at that point. So it's just like a natural progression for me with that now. Excellent. So what's one quirk or odd thing about you that others may not know? Now, you can't use your love of marching bands because you post it all over Facebook. So that one's not going to count. <laughs> and that's funny because when you sent the questions ahead, that's where I was going to go. It wasn't love of, I mean, it's teaching and being able to, to write for. Well, you obviously have a passion um, for it. There's no doubt. I guess it would be, um, I'm a big Boston Terrier person. I have a Boston okay. Terrier. Uh, my grandparents had Boston Terriers. My parents had them the whole time I was growing up. Um, I, I love that breed of dog. And I just got my first one myself when COVID happened. I finally had the time to be home in my house enough to be able to train her and everything. So I guess that would be it. Even though some of the close, close people might know that already, but maybe people that I just work with in the real estate industry don't know that. Excellent. And you know, I, I can relate to that. We, uh, when I was growing up, I had a Rhodesian Ridgeback for a dog okay. and we are now scoping out that in my household as well. So it makes you feel, I, I feel more connected to my family because of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. So what habit do you have that most positively affects your mindset? Uh, I would say intentional behavior as far as gratitude is concerned. I, I'm very, I'm very intentional with <clears throat> reaching out to people that I love and mean a lot to me to share, show gratitude to them and let them know how much I care. So I will do that in the morning. I will do that on a car ride between two appointments. Um, I will, a lot of times, you know, you look on social media and it's got, Hey, it's Sean's birthday. It's this one's birthday. I will pick one or two people on that birthday list and pick up the phone and say, you know what? you're not, it's not enough to put a, a, a happy birthday on a wall for you. You mean too much to me in my life. And it could have been somebody that was very instrumental in my life 30 years ago, or it could be somebody that's more recent or even yeah. present. But I just feel like that affects my mind. As hard as my job can be at certain points of time, if I can take a slow down, take a breath, call somebody that I love, have a conversation with them, let them know how much they mean to me, my mindset changes immediately. So follow up to that. Who benefits the most? The person that you're calling or you? I think it's mutual. Okay. I think it's mutual. And what's really cool in my life too is mm-hmm. we got a lot of relationships where I'm able to pour into people and they pour into me. 
and it might be different things in different ways and different manners. But <clears throat> I think the most healthy relationships we have are ones that are mutual where that's happening. So I think it's probably uh, 50-50. Okay, excellent. So what bad advice do you hear most often in our industry? Um, I think that a lot of people get into real estate thinking it's easy. And I think a lot of people get into real estate, like they watch those shows on TV where people are swinging keys around and showing people property and $2 million mansions in California and everything else, writing a contract. Yeah. You know, like they see that and then they're like, uh, okay, wait a minute. What's the real reality. So I think that like people will tell, Hey, you want to go, if you want to go into an industry that's easy money and a lot of flexibility, go into real estate. And then when we have an onboarding conversation with an agent specifically that's new to the industry and we talk them through like the, we have something called a passport for success and the training modules that we have and everything. A lot of times we get like eyes that are wide as can be because they're like, it's all of this. I already went to school. I got my license. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your license is how you get, you know, that keeps you from going to jail and keeping you, you know, straight as far as ethics go. But the skill set, there's a lot more to it. As you know, we have a high, high fallout in the industry as a whole where people get in and they, they're, if they don't sell something within a couple months, they're gone. So there's such a high drop rate. And I think that if more people had a stronger understanding of what the industry entailed, you'd see less uh, attrition issues. I agree 100% on that. So what do you do to reset and refocus if things do get a little out of whack for you? Um, well, as you mentioned, I'm very passionate about music education. I was in it before I was in real estate. So I have a lot of, um, I teach leadership to youth. Um, I teach it to school systems and faculties. Um, I do retreats with, um, you know, leadership teams for band and choral and color guard and that type of thing. When, um, when COVID was in its highest and we were pretty much all locked down, I offered to, well, I put a thing on social media. I said, hey, I'll work with your youth. This is my background. I'll do it on Zoom. You know, well, it can be anywhere in the United States or anywhere in the world for that matter. And I thought I'd have like three or four schools reach out. And I ended up doing 40 of them wow. around the United States for, for, for groups. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's my love is, is really is, is working with kids and working with music education and teaching in the schools. So, um, you know, when it gets a little rough with that, I'll, go and rehearse a group or conduct an ensemble or teach a leadership or, or do things like that. Clearly I have more flexibility depending on the time of the year, the time of the month, what's going on. Um, but usually I've got enough connections where I can make that happen almost any time that I would like. That's fantastic. And, and very generous to give your time that way. So what book or books do you most often recommend and why? So I'm a huge John Maxwell guy. Like I just, I'm, I, I mean, I've read all kinds of people's stuff and I'm constantly reading because it's healthy for us in our profession um, or any profession for that matter. But I'm a, a big believer of John Maxwell's leadership, Mark Cole, his, his cohort. So, um, you know, 21 year Irrefutable laws of leadership by John Maxwell, um, uh, intentional living by John Maxwell. Um, I'm actually, isn't that, I'm here, I'm here, so this is what I'm reading right now, Change Your World. Um, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, you can yep. kind of see it with John Maxwell. So I'm just a big proponent of his stuff because, you know, a lot of times you're reading books and 
you're getting information. But what I like about what he has is, number one, it's definitely addresses the heart, the soul, and the mind. And secondly, it gives you a lot of implementation, you know, things that you can implement uh, in your everyday life um, naturally uh, and and comfortably so that you're a better human being. So um, I go to his leadership exchange each year in November. They do a leadership exchange around the world. They do it in different places. Uh, this past year, we were in Nashville and did it there. Um, the, the, we, the year before we had at West Palm, the year before we did London. So it's a lot of cool places. But uh, yeah, he's kind of like my, uh, he's my idol in a lot of ways. I look, I look up to him a lot. Excellent. Excellent. Well, again, we've been chatting with Howard Weinstein, who is the operating principal for Market Centers here in Florida for Keller Williams. Howard, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Inside the Markets with John McLeod. I hope you found this topic interesting. Each show, we will bring you intriguing and relevant commentary from the top experts here in our market. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to be a guest on the show, please email me at johnmcleod at kw.com. That's J-O-N-M-C-L-E-O-D at kw.com.